0: And it's the top of the hour here at KPFA, 94.1 FM in Berkeley, KPFB, 89.3 FM in Berkeley, KFCF, 88.1 FM in Fresno, K248BR, 97.5 FM in Santa Cruz, and online around the world at www.kpfa.com. My name is Brian Edwards-Teekert. Usually I'm on the air at 7 in the morning. Right now we're bringing you a special presentation of one of our favorite conversations about a new and important book. Getting to the core of something that most of us take for granted about the place we live. The natural and artificial systems that move water across the great state of California. Stay tuned. You're listening to Upfront. I'm Brian Edwards-Teekert. There is a quote that is often attributed to Mark Twain about politics in the West. It goes like this. Whiskey is for drinking. Water is for fighting over. Now, there's actually no documentary evidence that those words ever came from Mark Twain. But the saying so captures the immense stakes of water politics here that it has managed to sustain a life of its own without any clear origin. The conflict between the demands of our sprawling cities, our industrial farms, and our fish and wildlands are going to define how this state grows into the future. And our next guest has set out to produce a visual guide to where things stand. Obi Kaufman is a naturalist, an artist, and a cartographer, best known for his California field atlas and just out with the state of water understanding california's most precious resource thanks for coming back to our studios hey thank you so much for having me brian happy to be here it's very soon to have a new book. What were you trying to accomplish with the book on water?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I've got, I've got more on the way. This book was always actually meant to be an interim book in a much larger story that I'm uh, telling that will encompass finally six books about California's natural world. The preciousness of it and the conservation of it and the geography of it. So this one, between the California Field Atlas, as you mentioned, my first book, and the next book, which will be coming out a year from now, so hopefully I'll be back in this room talking to you again a year from now, will be called The Forests of California. And that will begin the California Lands Trilogy, where I will go from forests to coasts. To deserts. And then finally, bookending the state of water with a book on fire called The State of Fire Mm. How, Where, and Why California Burns. So I'm telling this whole narrative, really, of what character of California has always been, continues to be, and will always remain despite our so successfully imposed urban veneer over the past 170 years or so.
0: Yeah, well, uh, maybe we should start with the a, a tabula rasa. So what does mm-hmm. what California's natural plumbing look like without dams or diversions or cities or uh, European settlers?
1: That is exactly one of the nine examples I get to in this book. This very concise little horse pill of a book, really, it's only 150 pages, is really just an analysis, one man's journey, mine, into how the system works as you say the plumbing of california these arteries of life that sustained all of our ecosystems and it is a there's nothing straightforward about it my goodness you were talking about california policy before on water policy as 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 defining our society and it always has and it probably always will and in fact i would like to posit that my book doesn't touch that at all this is not a policy book. I am not a policymaker. I'm not here to tell people how we can solve the problem. I'm here to figure it out, mm-hmm. and that's what I do in, in this book. This is an analysis of how we uh, store, convey, and use water. I think, though, and I and I and I and this this comes from my my posture of of what my voice is in this. Conversation as an artist and a naturalist, I want to examine the story that we're telling. And the story that we're telling is a long story, and we're only just in the beginning of it. Let me explain. What we have done to California's waterscape over the past 170 years is a fascinating thing, a grand, huge effort that I believe will only be matched by how it is again transformed over the next 170 years as our values change, as we are realizing that maybe it's not about using water as only a resource, but rather there might be some intrinsic value to the way life and the natural world within California moves at all. And that gets to the core of what I believe this book is about, that California's most precious resource, and this is sort of the mystic secret behind the book, isn't water at all. It's sort of, I I sort of hid the secret of the book inside the title of the book, The State of Water, Understanding California's Most Precious Resource. The most precious resource is the human ability to understand its own context in history within the narrative confines of a story and if we can change that story might we then be able to avoid the collapse that seems predicted on all sorts of you know world media and expert stages might we then if we were to approach a new attitude towards California life living systems across our natural landscape, our birthright as Californians, might we then encounter a new dawn for sustainable community? And I think that if I were to emerge from this whole process with some sort of new revelation, that would be it. And I would hope that it is
0: at its core unifying. So I'd like to... um what I'd like to do is tell some of the stories Good. that touch on those themes mm-hmm. um, that are depicted by the art in your book. Mm. And I was thinking maybe we could start with one of the craziest water infrastructure disasters uh, in the history of the world, which is the story of how a, a California, not a terribly wet state, accidentally created a sea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where there was one earlier, you're talking about the
1: Salton Sea, of course, yeah. inside the Salton sink. Uh, so. Yes, that happened uh, about 100, uh, well, about 110, 112 years ago. Yeah, we let we we broke a levee and and created the Salton Sea, which I call in the book our state's number one mess. And this just comes again from me looking at the numbers and presenting the information. To go back what I said uh, before, I'm not here to change minds. How about that? I'm not here to influence opinions. I'm not here to challenge experts. That's kind of funny as I tour around, you know. I realize that in the audience there are people that know way more about California than I do. I'm not here to like argue with them. What I would like to do is just present the numbers. I would like to present the numbers. I would like to figure it out for myself and a context for those numbers, more importantly, a context for those those numbers inside of the larger system that is California. So yeah, we've got this big mess. In Southern California, called the Salton Sea. So it's, 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 okay. So we broke the aqueduct. All the water flooded in for months and months.
0: We made this enormous lake in the desert. And this was uh, an outgrowth of the hubris of trying to move the flows of the Colorado River into a place where they would never go. Oh, we are all about the hubris of right. moving rivers around. That's what we do here in this state, Brian. There are
1: over 1,400 named dams in California. We have bought and sold every drop of water that comes out of every piece of this state it's amazing it's all pervasive and it's it is absolutely it it takes its place with the great achievements of humanity in the history of the world what we have done to california in that regard and now in the first half of the 21st century we're asking what is the value of what and the salton sea is a very good example of that it's going to be a very expensive problem to fix
0: Well, let's back up a second. Because, first of all, when the levee (laughs) breaches... Okay, very good. Yeah. um, Millions and millions of acre feet of water go flowing out to the desert. Right. The people who had planned to move the Colorado River, uh, a substantial portion of its flows to Southern California, would have considered that water wasted. Mm. But it turns out when it is sitting in a basin in the middle of the desert, it does not actually go to waste. It causes the desert to bloom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Yes, you would think that uh, the history of the Salton Sea over the past 100 years is 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 a um, is a history of opportunities wasted, and and entrepreneurs looking for uh, 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 to strike it big with the resorts in the era of, of Frank Sinatra coming to the desert in the 50s, that kind of thing. Uh, it, the Salton Sea has never been a very uh, fecund place for anything other than migrating birds along the Pacific Flyway, which it still is. It's a remarkable site for that. But there are very important wetlands in the north and the south um, that it looks like uh, are under the state's current plan going to continue to be on life support. Because to understand what's happening to the Salton Sea now, you have to get a little bit into... The transfer of water rights between Imperial Valley, which is an extremely productive agricultural center right there uh, at the base of the Salton Sea, at the southern end of the Salton Sea, and San Diego. San Diego bought a lot of the water rights from the Colorado River uh, that the Imperial Valley has been using to irrigate that land um, recently, in the past uh, 20 years or so. And now Uh, It was actually the largest transfer of water rights in American history. And uh, because of that, the Imperial Valley is uh, flush with money, and they have upgraded all their—or they're in the process of upgrading all their irrigation systems— Towards conservation, 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 and because of it, there is less and less runoff to the Salton Sea. And now, because of that, the Salton Sea is 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 slowly eutrophying. It's slowly evaporating, or it's actually rather quickly evaporating. And what's left uh, is 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 a century century worth of 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 agricultural runoff nutrients that are just slowly becoming this uh, toxic wind that is blowing up the valley towards. Coachella Valley towards Palm Springs. So when I said before it's going to be a very expensive problem to fix, it's going to be a more expensive problem to not fix.
0: So we're talking residues from fertilizers, exactly. pesticides, hundred years of it, yeah. organic salts that have been flushed out yeah. of the land. That's why. That's why. I mean, you can you go
1: down to the sea now, and it is it is uh, exercise in sort of this. Witnessing this apocalyptic landscape of like you're sort of gasping, what have we done, and what do we have to do? Uh, so, there are many solutions uh, to regulating the Salton sea, keeping those the the water level, and monitoring its salinity and its toxicity. Uh, but uh, it, including like, um, I think the most notable, the most viable solution would be like a sea to sea, which is what what is called the sea to sea solution where you have, where you're pumping seawater from either the Sea of Cortez or all the way across to the Pacific Ocean in, 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 in San Diego. Um, so you're actually, we have to, uh, we are, we are obliged as stewards of this place to invest in that. Because as I say, and we're looking to, the, to a few billion dollars, it will cost several more Tens of billions
0: of dollars if the sea is left to dry and it's such an interesting illustration inversion yep. because you can think if you think of water as a commodity, mm. the breach and the spill that formed the Salton Sea mm. was an immense waste what mm-hmm. actually created this incredible oasis for migratory waterfowl. Sure. And the conservation efforts mm-hmm. that are drying up the sea mm-hmm. are an immense savings and step towards efficiency. Mm-hmm but they're creating an ecological catastrophe.
1: Mm. Well, now now you're getting to the crux of the book there Brian because this what I what I have realized is that by digging into this whole system what I, what I'm digging into is basically an ethical argument and it has to do with rights versus responsibilities. I open the book with a whole list of the rights that we enjoy as Californians, as Americans, as inheritors of this great, you know, liberal humanist revolution from the 18th century that we're, we continue to to uh, uh, enjoy. But uh, the, every one of those rights has an accompanying responsibility. And that responsibility is perhaps even more important uh, because... Again, getting back to that idea of understanding California's most precious resource, what if we can remove water itself from being, as you say, a commodity, I would call it a resource. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's something that we need. But what if we placed upon it intrinsic value? What if water systems themselves had a right to be clean, to be healthy, to to not be used in to such a way that it is only for our consumption.
0: That is the voice of Obi Kaufman, naturalist, artist, author. His brand new book, just out from treasured local nonprofit publisher Heyday Books, is The State of Water, Understanding California's Most Precious resource. And as luck would have it, that book is also our featured thank you gift this hour. What it is is a small hardcover book, 160 pages in total, splashed with Obi's incredibly meticulous, light filled artwork. His medium is watercolor. But he backs up the watercolor with this intense level of research. So think of this more like an atlas and less like a book of pictures. And he also achieves this incredible level of precision in his art so that he can render a map of all the tributaries of a river system and the kind of detail that you would never expect in that medium. And what the book is, is it's new ways of thinking about the water systems that we all rely on here in the Golden State. Um, it has maps of all of the North Coast river systems and all of the Sierra River systems. It has maps of all the allocations of the Colorado River across Southern and Central California. It has maps of all of California's water projects to impound, divert, convey, and retain water. It has maps of California's water flows in previous eras, how California's water system works today, how it might work tomorrow under an ecological restorationist regime. Uh, the book contains the incredible story of the Salton Sea, how an extraordinarily dry state accidentally created an inland sea, and the story in map form of the San Joaquin River restoration, a project that is just starting with every, uh, tearing down of a dam or a levee or restoration of the natural banks of the river called out piece by piece on the map and annotated in the side notes. It has pictures of the critters that rely on California's water for their own habitat from the southwest willow flycatcher to the California river otter, the Chinook salmon to the northern Siskiyou mountain salamander. It is an incredible gorgeous book, beautifully bound and printed, the kind of thing that's just a pleasure to hold in your hands. And it's yours for a pledge of $10 a month by becoming a KPFA sustainer or $100 all at once at 1-800-439-5732 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at www.kpfa.org And here is one reason to make that pledge right now. Uh, Just moments ago, Rachel in the phone room handed me a note that said we have one listener, Keith in San Anselmo, who is prepared to double $1,000 if we can raise enough to match him. Um, That is a lot of money to raise this time of day. It is also a tremendous opportunity for KPFA at a time when we could desperately use it. And the good news is we have one listener who has enough faith in us that he put up this challenge, $1,000. The bad news is that as of this moment, uh, we don't have a single caller on the line, and we could be in trouble. So it's up to you. Our fate is in your hands. The phone number, 1-800-439-5732. If you need to remember it, one 800 hey kpfa Or if you want to shop around for other thank you gifts, kpfa.org. The $1,000 countdown starts now. Obi Kaufman's brand new uh, The State of Water, Understanding California's Most Precious Resource. Yours for a pledge of $100. 1-800-439-5732. Back to the interview. So that intrinsic value concept, I was yeah. wondering, is that your art is pretty much divided 50-50 mm. between maps of sites that are mm-hmm. significant to the state's water system uh, and depictions of the wildlife that depend on water in its natural state?
1: Yeah, that, that's correct. I think that there's an there's a aesthetic ethic there where I make an equivalency between... Uh, between uh, a sort of um, pictorial value and an informational value. There's almost like this uh, consilience, really, a unity of all knowledge, as if, as if uh, my meditation on the beauty of, uh, of nature and the natural world manifested through my painting, my discipline, is uh, my own... Discipline towards the better understanding of my subject and my area of study. you know it's it's about it's almost as if the equivalency is 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 between a fortunately executed Chinook salmon and a map of the San Joaquin River are somehow uh, conveying to my human mind a a sense of knowledge that that gets beyond simple conveyance Mm -hmm. it gets to connection almost
0: atonement if you will it's interesting because I mean maps as a medium And Mm. you do them very well. But they are the medium of, generally, people who would control the thing Mm. that they are mapping. Mm. Right? They're the product of exploration. They're the prerequisite for colonization and control and subdividing land into developable plots and deciding where to put the dams and the reservoirs and and the diversions and so forth. Um, But but you abstract your maps to a sufficient level of... uh, Mm. Imprecision with your watercolors that they would not actually have a utility value. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I am definitely sensitive to the historical power, the narrative power that maps have, and and I do approach each map like a painting, as if it is about one thing. Mm-hmm. I think the easiest way to destroy a map of this, especially hand-painted map, would be to put too much in. Whenever I make a map, it's all always about one subject. Um, and if I need it to be about more, I, I stretch it out over a series of maps to tell that story. Uh, I think that the point that you might be getting at is how I begin the California Field Atlas when I say that this book has... Two agendas, one is artistic and one is scientific. One of those agendas is political, and the other is not. Mm-hmm. So this uh, playing with that idea of of what the story is um, is certainly a a power that I am sensitive to, because uh, I am directing your attention. I am feeding you what I believe is important. Okay. So, there is a important subjectivity to to watch out for uh, when when reading my book, and also I am asking you every time you pick up my book to to trust me as a storyteller.
0: So I, I'd like to move up the state um, okay. mm-hmm. to one of the river systems you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the the San Joaquin River. Mm. It, it's a wild story because it's a river that's so diverted it, it dries up for much of its length and then actually has its flows replaced by water from another river mm-hmm. before it gets to the bay <laughs> delta yeah you put that very succinctly
1: yeah from the, the big dam there on the San Joaquin is the Freant Dam and in fact the state is now talking about putting another dam uh, to the east of Friant called Temperance Flat, which does not sound like a good water project to me at all. That 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 river is so impounded. So the San Joaquin River is... is 80 years ago, we made the Friant Dam, and we understood implicitly, you can look at the records, that that would be the end of salmon
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the San Joaquin. And we're not talking about a few salmon. We're talking about a lot of salmon. We're talking about... People size salmon. We're talking about a healthy run that has lasted for millions of years um, and has largely been extirpated from that river. In fact, so much so that was only recently uh, through a very expensive project called the San Joaquin River Restoration Project, where Chinook salmon have spawned successfully south of the Friant Dam for the first time in 70 years, and that happened in 2017. So we are showing that we can do it, but again, it's very expensive. (laughs) I think think that gets back to the policy thing. My book doesn't go to... Policy very much because I don't talk about money very much. Right. And water only flows where the money goes. So,
0: but it is, it's an amazing story of
1: what's possible.
0: And that, that uh, effort uh, on the San Joaquin exactly River, yeah. it, it involved trucking in, as I understand it, juvenile salmon from another river and then tightly controlling releases of water from behind the Friant Dam. That's and, exactly it. Yeah. So that there would be water in the river when the right. sam- returning salmon needed there to be. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Isn't that funny that the yeah, what you're talking about is 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 the California Aqueduct that the Mendota Pool where water from the Delta is uh, from another river from the Feather River is brought down and 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 the only in California have we have we in, made rivers run backwards and are feeding them from other rivers. It's an entirely convoluted system um, but that's to feed that's to help some of the uh, farmers on the west side of the valley and to uh, and for sportsmen but um, but the story of the San Joaquin has I guess that's the thing Brian these stories are very long and we have only begun to tell them our aging water infrastructure across the state is in dire need of an, of upgrades all the dams are they're they're old at this point, and dam and reservoirs silt up, and and dams begin to fall apart. Uh, I'm reimagining our water infrastructure and our relationship to water is
0: changing before our eyes. It's the voice of O.B. Kaufman. His brand new book, The State of Water, Understanding California's Most Precious Resource. Very much in the style of his last book, California Field Atlas. What it is, is his luminous, remarkably precise artwork. His medium is watercolor, but somehow he manages to do it to precisely render uh, maps and, uh, well, p- pictures of animals of, of all kinds. And... Um, Annotated with meticulously researched information about the history, the present, the future of California's natural and unnatural water systems. It is available in our phone room right this moment for a pledge of $100 or more at 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And if you make that pledge right now, it will count towards the $1,000 challenge that Keith in San Anselmo has put up um, We've been running the interview for the last seven minutes. In that seven minutes, we have raised a grand total of $60 towards the challenge. Thank you uh, to DB in San Francisco, our first donor, who will count towards the challenge. We're asking you to join him and the two people who are on the line right now. And Brian, who just pledged from Sebastopol, 1-800-439-5732, one hey kpfa or online at www.kpfa.org. Um, This book is a real treat. It's just out from Hay Day Press, a treasured local nonprofit publisher that puts out uh, immense amounts of books that might not otherwise be commercially viable uh, about the history and the natural systems of the bioregion that we all live in here in the Bay Area. Um, This book, The State of Water, is just beautifully bound and printed. I mean, from the stitching on the binding to the quality of the paper, it's one of these things that's just like a joy to hold in your hands. And then splashed across the pages is... Obie's artwork, um, his renderings of the flora and fauna that make California the place we know and love, and his maps of California's rivers and tributaries past and present are aquifers and dams and aqueducts and reservoirs. Um, his call-outs of some of the most amazing water disasters that have come to shape the California we know today, both slow-moving and fast-moving, like the creation of the Salton Sea through a dike breach, to some of the most hopeful glimmers, like the beginnings of the restoration of the San Joaquin, a river that now, for the first time in years, has seen its first salmon runs. Um, it's eye-opening. It's educational, and the best thing about it is it's the kind of a book that you can sit down with and read cover to cover and get a lot out of, but you can also just pick it up and leaf through it for a few minutes and get exactly as much out of it as you put into it. it. It's the kind of book that does not require a commitment, something you can browse on. It is an appetizer tray variety of books. Um, It's yours for a pledge of $100 or more. If you do it by becoming a KPFA sustainer, that means you make an ongoing monthly commitment to us. That's just $10 a month. And if you do it right now, the pledge will go further because it will count towards this $1,000 challenge. Uh, Thanks to a pledge that's just come in from Beatrice in Redwood City, we are now at $310 towards that $1,000 challenge. 1-800-439-5732 1-800-HEY-KPFA or online at www.kpfa.org We're going to take a leap of faith. We're going to count on you to keep calling and pledging. We still have $690 left to raise to make that $1,000 challenge, and we are halfway through the hour. But if we all pull together, we can do it, and I don't want to keep bending your ears